Welcome to the Single Cell World, the podcast for scientists in which we disentangle single cell technology. Here, frustration and failure are transformed into clarity and understanding. I am Katia Motinho, and in this podcast, I want to share with you my experience in single cell research. How? In the form of useful advices that you can use in the lab after each episode. Ready to learn? Let's start. Hi everyone, welcome to one more episode of this podcast. I hope everything is good on your side and let me thank you for listening to this podcast because the numbers are increasing, the numbers of listeners and this is thanks to you. Thank you so much. Today we will be talking about a new strategy to study isoforms when we are doing a 3' RNA-seq experiment. Well, new in terms of supported by some single cell companies. And as I was saying, until recently, officially, we could only use libraries that were constituted by short fragments of DNA or cDNA. And this fact didn't allow us to have enough information to study isoforms. But this changed. Nowadays, we can already produce three prime libraries, three prime RNA-seq libraries that have longer fragments and use long read sequencers like the ones from PacBio that can give the needed information. And I said we at the beginning because today I have a special guest, Elizabeth Tseng. Hi, Elizabeth. How are you? Nice to meet you. Hi, nice to meet you. Elizabeth is the Associate Director Product Marketing at PacBio, and she is here with me to explain us everything about the solution, the commercialized solution by PacBio. But before we enter in the technology, Liz, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how did you start working at PacBio? Mm -hmm. So... I am um, originally from Taiwan. I had did, done my undergraduate in computer science in Taiwan. And then for grad school, I came to the US at the University of Washington, Seattle. So my department was actually in computer science as well. But by then I had you know, been pretty invested. I wanted to do what was called CompBio then. And UW has a interdepartment computational molecular biology certificate. So even though I was in the computer science department, my entire graduate degree was centered on computational biology. And that was what my thesis was on as well. And so after graduating UW and got my PhD, I wanted to work in the industry. And I had looked at a few sequencing companies then and, you know, PacBio seemed like a good choice. And this is actually my first job. And I still, I'm still in the middle of it. I haven't changed. Wow. Yeah, it was really a good option for you. Mm -hmm. And what is the goal of PacBio as a company? So PacBio now has a new mission, right? We're um, providing ways to improve human health through, first and foremost, the technologies that we provide right now. Um, we actually started as a long read only sequencing company that's you know, changed since last year with the acquisition of a short read startup. But, you know, I'll talk about what most people know PacBio for. We are third generation sequencing, also long read sequencing using what we call smart technology, um, single molecule real time sequencing. And, you know, it was started by our two co-founders who discovered ways to do, you know, long read sequencing. And about in the single cell a research context, right now PacBio has a solution, right? When do you recommend to use PacBio? 
when I'm doing a, a single cell experiment, for example, on three prime, right? Yeah. So of course, I'm, you have to understand I'm a little biased. So I started working in PacBio not because it's just another sequencing company, but I actually had truly believed and you know un- think that this long read, especially long and accurate read, so accuracy is also really important is really important for my passion for the last 10 years, which is RNA sequencing. I do other things too at PacBio, but RNA has been first and foremost, the application I'm most invested in applying long reads to. And I would argue for single cell, if we think about single cell RNA sequencing, that's what most people are thinking about, You know what 10X chromium is used for. Um, I really do think there's almost very little reason not to do long read sequencing. And the reason is, if you can't get more information, why wouldn't you, right? So we're not talking about, you know, we'll talk about cost. We'll talk about why, you know, we had to commercialize certain methods to make it more cost effective. But in the vacuum of just saying, you know, what technology should you use if cost accessibility and other factors were not an issue, I would really argue that PacBio is the right technology. Yeah, as a researcher, we always want uh, like the technology, the techniques that give us more information. So if PacBio is an option to give more information, I'm sure that most of us, we will want this type of technology. Because in single cell experiments, especially with a three prime kit from Tenex Genomics, right now Tenex Genomics support the technology from PacBio, the long reads. Before, we were only able to do a short fragment libraries, right, and use short fragment sequencers. Right now, we are also able to use PacBio technology for long reads. And the idea that I have, and I know I don't know about people that is listen to us, so is that we should use PacBio technology, the kits, the mastic, uh, if we want to see isoforms. Can we use it also to see gene expression in general? Of course. And I think that comes back to your last question, which is, you know, if you can get more information, you can also choose to ignore that more information, but the reverse is not true. So I want to talk just a little bit to the audience about, you know, what exactly is PacBio part of for the single cell journey, right? So PacBio, like Illumina, is a DNA sequencing technology. So 10X is not about DNA sequencing, right? 10X is a single cell. Well, they do many things now, but one of their flagship product is the chromium systems that produce single cell cDNA, right? And the cDNA are tagged with a single cell barcode and UMI information, right? So when you do a traditional short read Illumina sequencing, you are limited by the read lengths, which are typically, you know, two by 100, sometimes shorter. Most, what I've heard is two by 100, two by 150 to sequence the ends of these molecules. So what that means is on one end, your sequencing is dedicated to sequencing the cell barcode and the UMI information and a little bit of the poly tail if you're using the three prompt kit. The other end is the biological information you get, which is, you know, I've heard 50 bases, 75 bases, that only gives you the gene information, which is why as of until long reads came along, single cell sequencing is by and large a gene counting question or like we call gene tag information. With PacBio, we are not asking 10X users or any other single cell users to change um, the single cell portion. It's still a single cell cDNA. But if you look at the protocol, in the 10X protocol, there's a step 
you generate falling CDNA with the single cell tag of emission, and then you fragment it to do Illumina sequencing. In order to preserve that falling CDNA information, you don't do the fragmentation. You go into PacBio's library preparation, and that's the MOSI kit that you mentioned, and then use PacBio sequencer. So then now you can sequence the entire, you know, one, two, or three kilobases of the entire transcript with the single cell tag information. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right now, in my head, I have a lot of questions. The first one, right now, it's only uh, supported or officially we can use it with the three prime RNA-seq kit from the next. Do you think that in the future we will be able to use in other type of kits? I'm not talking about other companies that are selling three prime kits, single cell, but for example, in the next, for the five prime uh, kit, for even the Visium, when we do uh, special yeah, I, I can answer this question. So actually the Mossy kit, this is our commercialized product, is based on a publication that actually just got published in uh, Nature Biotech by Aziz Al-Kafaji and co-authors at the Broad Institute. Um, they developed this concatenation technology called the Mossy method. Their original publication actually applies to the 10X5 from kit libraries. There are some minor uh, molecular structural differences between the 10X 5-prom and 3-prom kit. Therefore, the kit we commercialize is compatible with the 3-prom kit. We do intend to support the 5-prom kit. And as you've noted, uh, Visium is another uh, popular 10X product that um, we certainly also want to support officially in the future. Okay. Yeah, that's good to know. That's something you will come to in the future because for us, researchers uh, give us more possibilities right? Getting more information, more detail about the tissues, the biological tissues we are we are studying. So this is really good. And then about the prices, okay? So we are used to do short reads and my feeling is that we are always doing short reads, so the prices are lower. What about PacBio sequencing costs? Are similar to a short read uh, sequencing or not, or are different? Do you have an idea? Yeah, there's still some price differences. And, you know, especially for Illumina, there's many different instruments. PacBio, you know, at least with, with our long read platforms, we really only have SQL 2 to Revio at this point. So it's not like with Illumina, you can answer this question with, is it a ProvaSeq? Is it a, you know, is it an XSeq? Uh, in terms of price difference, I would say we're still, you know, not as great as Illumina could be. We also have to pay an extra library cost for using the Mossy kit. So I'm being honest that we understand that, you know, it's a burden for our users to take on that extra cost. And, you know, my uh, hope is that we can, of course, we're always trying to make our kits more affordable and our sequencing more affordable as well. This price difference now, I hope, is made up uh, by the extra information that is essentially impossible to get. You know, you cannot get acid form information. You cannot throw money at the problem is the way I like to put it. You can put infinite numbers of, of billions of reads. You will still not get the isoforms. No, yeah, yeah. This is the limitation of using right now a three prime kit. It's amazing for gene expression. But if it's a project that you need to study isoforms, you cannot use this technology until now. So it's worth it to, to do long reads. And my question here now is, okay, if I did, uh, like, let's say, half a year ago, a three prime uh, experiment, and I have the cDNA at minus 20 in the fridge, can I rescue and use the mass seek 
Yes, yes. Actually, we have tested. Um, customers have prior banked frozen 10x cDNA as long as you have not fragmented them. So if they've been fragmented, you can do something with them, but you would lose all that full length information. But yes, if they're banked, they're frozen 10x cDNA intact, yes, you can still use them. Yeah, that's good. So what about uh, the workflow of Masik? How it is? Can you give me like an idea of what happens? Yeah, so I'll give you a very high level overview since I'm actually not a, uh, a wet lab a molecular biologist. And also um, I can provide the links to our protocol so people can kind of see what the workflow is like. But essentially, after you've made the 10x cDNA, you stop before the fragmentation step. Then you would purchase the PacBio Mossy kit, or you know, if you have a service provider, use the service provider. The Mossy kit will take it through from 10x cDNA. There is a step called TSO depletion. So this is a 10x cDNA as of now has some issues with having a high percentage of TSO TSO artifacts, and we are we deplete them with a biotinylated pro pull down. Then we do the concatenation. This is the MOSIC method. And I think to those not familiar with long read sequencing, this might be a bit, you know, unusual. So what is this concatenation? It's not about single cell. It's actually just a way to increase throughput. So to put it in perspective, a typical 10x cDNA is about one kilobase long. PacBio's um, Hi-Fi sequencing, so like what we recommend for whole genome sequencing is 15 to 20 kilobases. So if we think about it, we could increase the throughput by concatenating. Essentially, I think about it as like stickies, right? Sticking the cDNAs together and being able to get more cDNA yield out of a single sequencing read. And so that's what the MOSI kit has done is we increase the throughput by 16-fold which means that um, on the Revio sequencer, so that's PacBio's newest long-read sequencer, with the MOSI kit, we can get 80 to 100 million full-length cDNA. And after that, so after you put all the cDNA together, I, I was reading because you have a lot of information in the website and I will leave all the links that you mentioned and uh, more that we will mention now in the episode description. So I will leave everything. So uh, what I read was, okay, you put everything, the cDNA molecules together, and then bioinformatically, you will split them, right? That's right, that's right. So, so to the user, let's say if you go through a service provider, you send them the 10X cDNA, after they run our software called SmartLink, essentially you did not know this concatenation happened because that library preference and then that deconcatenation bioinformatically was all done at the service provider. Yeah, but it's important for, for you to mention this complicated word because when I was reading about some information, I thought, what is this? So yeah, it's thank you so much because you explained very, very well what it is. So if I wanted to do an experiment, like I'm interested in isoforms, I buy the kit from Denix and I need to buy your kit, the Masik. Do I need to buy specific materials, specific reagents besides the one that comes with the kit? No, everything is included in the kit. And what the, what the Mossy kit ends up with is a sequenceable library for PacBio sequencers. So there's, you know, you could, if let's say you have access to the 10X kit and not, let's say, a PacBio sequencer, you could buy the kit, make the libraries and send the libraries to a service provider. 
But there's also providers who will accept 10x cDNA and make the libraries for you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's good. So if I want to use the MASIC kits, how should I contact you, PacBio? The, the providers, do you have this information in the website? Like the providers, different regions? Yeah. So our website is pacb.com. If you go to our website, you scroll down to the very bottom, there is an intake form. So you can say, I want to talk to a scientist. But to be honest, sometimes the fastest way, since I'm already here, is to email me or I'm also on Twitter. So my, my DM is open. So my Twitter handle is M-A-G-D-O-L-L. Um, feel free to DM me. And I know if you can help provide a description of like, you know, what is your project? Um, which country are you in? Um, and then what I could connect you, which is essentially what the form would have done anyway, is to connect you with the local sales rep who can offer you uh, sequencing guidance. Oh, that's really good. Very simple. <laughs> Super simple. Yeah. I think I don't have any other questions. I don't know if you want to mention something else that can help people that will start or they want to do long read sequencing. It's your free time, as I said. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll just say a little bit about what we've seen with the release of the kit for the single cell world. Um, I do recommend folks go to our website, so pacb.com slash isoseq, which will get you to the single cell page. There is links to our webinars. I think what the listeners are listening to and say, I don't need isoforms. I only need gene expression. I would urge... Um, folks to rethink that statement. One of the things I've been, uh, kind of expression I've been trying to push through is that ultimately it is the isoforms and not genes that are driving biology and disease. And historically we've been focused on gene expression analysis because that's all the information we can get either at the bulk or the single cell level. But just because that's what you were able to measure doesn't mean that gives you all the information. Yes, there are some quite significant biology that's you know, pretty obvious, like, yes, it's just the gene expression. It wasn't a lot of changes. But what we have seen in both the bulk and single cell RNA world with long reads is that often you can see no changes in genes, but you actually see changes in isoform. So the dominant isoform might be switching from one condition to another or one cell type to another. Another advantage of the high accuracy of PacBio is we can see SNPs. We can see invariants. And there are also publications that used PacBio in single cell to show that there are allele-specific, cell-type-specific isoform expressions. So I do think that, you know, it, it's only with this technology that now we can start to even discover that this existed. Yeah, a little bit extra information, extra resolution, right? With, uh, with long reads, yeah, is what it gave us. Oh, yeah, yeah, I agree. I have one more question, sorry. About the analysis, the bioinformatics analysis, you mentioned a software. It is user-friendly or do I need to have a lot of knowledge of analysis, data analysis to use it? Well, we were trying to make it as user-friendly as possible. So as of now, um, 10X, this software cell ranger doesn't quite understand PacBio because it's long reads, got isoform information. And cell ranger was developed for you know gene level analysis as of now. Our software, SmartLink, has the ability to process all of this MOSSEQ single cell data to produce 
both a gene and isoform count matrix that will port really well into SCOMPI and SURAT. So let's say you ask me like, can I just do gene level? Yes, you can just take that count matrix and just the gene level and do, you know, your typical analysis of SURAT, or you can do it at the isoform level. Okay, so it, when I get the data from PacBio, I don't go and use CellRanger. I go and use your analysis software, right? As of now, you know, right now CellRanger doesn't quite understand um, isoforms yet. <laughs> okay. I saw the report, the example of report that you have in your website with the software that you are using, and they are very similar. Like when I look, it's like, okay, this is similar to the cell ranger, what we are used to. Yeah, we try to report very similar metrics to cell ranger, except we have additional information about isoforms. Okay, yeah, that's good. Yeah, so to finish, uh, what I I would like to tell is that I will leave, again, all the links, your email, everything that the, all the people that are listening to us, they can contact you. And also just say to people to follow you on LinkedIn, you have Twitter, so PacBio and you. So yeah, for people to contact you and um, and to ask for advice. And I, this, I think, is essential for their projects, their specific projects. Because again, it's really important the support and I think PacBio or you or the team that you, you are working also, uh, you will give the support that the researchers will need to use this type of technology. Okay, thank you so, so much is everything for today. Thank you. See you later. Thanks for listening to the Single Cell World podcast. If you think it was useful or you learned something new, please spend some seconds rating this podcast on Spotify or leaving a comment on Apple Podcasts. It will make me super, super happy. For more tips or advice, follow me in Instagram or Twitter at Single Cell World or simply subscribe our website or blog at www.thesinglecellworld.com. Well, I will wait for you next Monday with a new episode. Thanks for listening to the Single Cell World podcast. If you think it was useful or you learned something new, please spend some seconds rating this podcast on Spotify or leaving a comment on Apple Podcasts. It will make me super, super happy. For more tips or advice, follow me in Instagram or Twitter at SingleCellWorld or simply subscribe our website or blog at www.thesinglecellworld.com. Well, I will wait for you next Monday with a new episode. 